Hi, everyone. Welcome to Childcare Inspirations, inspiring early childhood educators and providers through laughter, learning, and connection. And welcome to another episode of Inspired Minds ECC podcast. My name is Sharon Ness, and I'll be your host for this episode. To catch you up, Tina Gears from Inspired Minds Coaching and Consulting has generously teamed up with Creative Childcare Consulting to offer you more content and to inspire our listeners to also collaborate with other educators and programs. Anyways, getting on to today's topic, we're going to talk about self-reflection and professionalism. I've got a couple of really cool quotes here. The first one is from a fellow named Robert John Meehan, and they, he has the title of the Voice of the American Teacher. And he says, be a reflective teacher. Honestly look at what you do from time to time. Evaluate the purpose of your role as a teacher. And it's really true. We have to step back and take a look at what it is that we're doing. Because we work with so many different children, so many different personalities, so many different backgrounds, we really have to incorporate professional practice so that we can meet their needs. And we have to do reflection on ourselves so that we can move ourselves forward as professionals and to grow as professionals and to learn. Um, I don't have the particular quote, but there's somebody famous out there that said to learn without reflecting is a waste of time. The the second quote that I wanted to bring to your attention is is, uh, in a book written by a fellow named Pete Hall and a woman named Elisa Simmerall. And they are co-authors of a book called Teach, Reflect, Learn, Build Your Capacity for Success in the Classroom. And they say, the more reflective you are, the more effective you are. And I love that quote because it's quick, it's short, concise, and so very powerful. And, And it's true. The more you reflect, the more effective and better teacher that you are. So why are we talking about self-reflection? It's kind of a hot button topic right now. And if you are listening and are in the province of Alberta, you're probably very familiar with the Alberta learning curriculum. It's called FLIGHT. It's a, it's a framework that um, we're implementing in the province. And there are Uh, Many, many educators taking advantage of uh, a course that's being um, promoted that helps you understand how to use the flight curriculum framework. And one of the components of the learning is a book called Reflecting in Communities of Practice. And, And this book challenges you to reflect on your teaching practices. In fact, whether you're using flight or not, it may be worth your while to go ahead and uh, 
order in the book. It's it's very, very good. And it has some very nice uh, prompts and uh, great pieces of reading in, in between different areas that will help you to grow as a professional. Um, when we take that time to bring awareness to ourselves and our practice, we actually become very, very intentional in our actions. I thoroughly encourage people to become intentional teachers. And, and what does that mean? Well, that means making choices and, and doing things with a purpose. So you don't just haphazardly make a choice of an activity. You have a reason for that activity or you rearrange your classroom with a purpose in mind it's not just sort of all higgly piggly and uh random there's a point to every action in your uh professional um services so anyways we make purposeful choices basically is how we teach and how we carry ourselves how we carry ourselves around uh our colleagues around the children, around families, and how we carry ourselves out in our community, how other people in our profession see us. I like using professional reflection to really think about how we can positively impact uh, the children in our care. Um, we can look at our professional practice and think of ways that we, we can connect better with the children, teach them, support them, it's kind of like having ongoing professional development. When you get really, really good at reflecting, uh, reflecting around your environment, reflecting around your responses, and reflecting on an overall situation, and those sorts of um, questions help you change future actions make you a better caregiver, make you a better professional. You can have very formal reflections by asking yourself specific questions on a regular basis and writing down your thoughts or um, um, artistically expressing your thoughts. You can have something that's a little less formal by just jotting down um, notes about your day and thinking back to what happened. You can also reflect by having honest and, and open conversations with a colleague who will be willing to listen to you and not necessarily tell you what you need to do, but give you the opportunity to sound off and, and bounce ideas around so that you can improve your practice. You can reflect after everything is said and done, or you can do little reflections actually in the moment um, or immediately after something's happened. Whatever you do, I, I think the most important thing that you need to note is that if something happens in your classroom that you know is something that you have to think about, jot it down in uh, a little notebook or on a sticky note or any anything that's going to help prompt you to be able to reflect back at a later time. 
Uh, I love the really inexpensive exercise books that come up for sale every September for 10 cents each. I usually buy a stack of them <laughs> and they end up being my notebooks for 12 months because at 10 cents a piece, you can scribble, write, draw, uh, do whatever, tear the pages out and move on to a nice fresh sheet. So I really love those for taking notes. Um, you just don't want to forget about those moments. At the end of the day, frontline workers are exhausted. And honestly, there's probably some parts of your day <laughs> that you'd like to totally forget about. And those are probably the moments that you need to reflect on the most. So jot down a few little notes, jot down how you were feeling, or if you had an inspiration in that moment, um, or a regret in that moment, that something that you'd like to do different, just jot a few notes down. A word or two will help prompt your memory, and then you'll be able to go back later and reflect um, thoroughly and really have a deep conversation with yourself around how to do better next time. I like using reflection, especially when dealing um, with with children. And one of my favorite times and most ingrained habits is to reflect when, uh, when you're dealing with challenging behaviors. Because there's a number of things that you need to think about in that moment or after. I, I encourage educators to think of themselves as, as detectives from time to time, especially when it comes to challenging behaviors. Think about the child's circumstance. What's currently going on in the child's life? Have there been changes at home? Is there a new baby on the way? Did a parent lose their job? We may never ever know exactly everything that's going on um, in a child's home life. We can sometimes get a pretty good idea. And if we've built very good relationships with the families, Oftentimes we can have those kind and honest conversations that are productive and, and help give us insight into what's going on in that child's life. You also have to think about where the child is developmentally. Are we meeting the child where they're at? Or are we trying to get them to do something that they're not developmentally ready to do? Is there some kind of a delay that maybe nobody's picked up on? Uh, challenging behaviors is a way of communication. And we have to dig a little deeper to find out what a child is trying to tell us. Take a look at the environment. And we all know that the environment is the third teacher is the environment supporting that child? Do you have somebody who could potentially be on the spectrum? And do you have a lot of things on your walls? Do you have flashing lights, loud music? Those sorts of things can be very, very distracting for um, many children. Do you fight with children to stop them from running in your classroom? The first question I ask educators is, is your classroom set up to run? Do you have a long alleyway that encourages children from to run? 
And oftentimes educators have enabled the children to run. So take a look at the environment and, and what can you do differently in the environment that might help support uh, the behaviors. And what are our reactions? Children will oftentimes know exactly how we're going to react, especially if we don't reflect. We oftentimes reflect the same way with the same child day in, day out, and nothing ever changes. And I don't know if it was Albert Einstein or not who made a quote about um, doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> is the definition of um, insanity. So how have we responded to the behavior in the past? How are we responding to the behavior right now? How can we respond differently to the behavior in the future so that we can change the behavior or help implement change in the behavior? This is where the self-reflection piece is, is really beautiful. When you're able to look back on the situation and ask yourself questions around the child, around the environment, and around yourself, you can do so with some detachment. And when I use the word detachment, I'm meaning you're not so emotionally immersed in the moment. As professionals, we know we don't are not supposed to take children's behavior personally, but sometimes we're only human. <laughs> we're, we have a little, um, we can have a little bit of a bad day. We can be very tired and sometimes we unintentionally default to the emotional side of our personalities rather than remaining detached to a large extent. So when you can look at a problem after the fact, with a little detachment, you can do it with a calmer and clearer head and make some really, really good choices. The other point of reflection is to grow as a professional. So we can use it to help the children. We can use it for communicating with parents, the self-reflection. But another really important piece is that we have to think about who we are as professionals and I like to do that when I'm experiencing especially negative thoughts around a situation or an individual or even around myself. It's kind of funny. We would likely never speak to another individual the way that we will often talk to ourselves. We can be very unkind to ourselves. And um, I'm a huge proponent of being kind to yourself because you are only a human so when you have negative thoughts around any of those situations, what are some of the questions you can be asking yourself? Um, the first question is, is who influences you? Where did your beliefs come from? When you were little, did a grandmother raise you? Did a mother raise you? Were you raised in a foster home? Where did your... Um, belief systems start to be built? Who had that influence? Who was significant? And which of their attitudes did you adopt? And which of their attitudes did you choose to leave behind? 
the other thing that you can ask yourself is where your beliefs have been and where your beliefs are now. Because there's events that have happened in your life that will change your beliefs. Sometimes it's education. Sometimes it's meeting new people. Sometimes it, our beliefs can be changed by um, a, a life-impacting tragedy. And when you're able to look at what has changed your beliefs in the past, you can look at ways to shift your beliefs in the present. Because sometimes we have to change what it is we believe to be true. Another question is, what are, what are my biases? Now, as educators, we like to think that we love everyone and we have no biases, but that would that's not really true, is it? <laughs> we all have our inherent biases, and most of us work very, very hard to keep those biases in check, to work through those biases, to eliminate those biases. When we look at where our biases have come from, and when we honestly ask ourselves, is that bias the truth? Many times we're able to shift our beliefs. The last question that you need to ask yourself when it comes to negative interactions, negative situations is, what assumptions am I making? We don't often have the entire picture about what's going on with other people. There's often more to a story than what meets the eye. And when we have to reflect on those difficult situations, we have to give some sort of latitude for the fact that there's parts of the story that we don't know about. So when we think about our influences, when we think about our beliefs and our biases and assumptions, we're better positioned to be able to make kinder choices when it comes to dealing with others or even dealing with ourselves. Listen, um, if you would like to build your reflective practice, but you just don't know where to begin, I would actually encourage you to come over to Creative Child Care Consulting's Facebook page. On Monday, we post a question that hopefully provokes you to be very mindful. And then on Thursdays, we offer a weekly reflection question. So if you don't have any fancy books, and you don't really know where to start, I'm going to encourage you to pop over to our Facebook page and start there. And you can make it as formal or as informal as you like. We love it when people post their reflections so that others can see them. And it would be amazing for all of us to get started on a community of reflection and support because we have really, really difficult jobs all of us, from the frontline workers to the people who cook in the kitchen to the people who own, manage, direct programs to the boards of directors out there to the early learning consultants like Tina and myself and Trouty, Kelm, 
and Don Kondraki. We all need to pull together and support each other and take our profession to the professional heights that all of us want it to be. So that's my podcast for today. I hope that in future episodes, I'll be having guests come on. I'd like to reach out to the community and talk to uh, directors and be able to have some directors and uh, owners and board um, chairs come on and talk about the things that are really, really important. Please, if you have a topic that you'd like to see discussed, uh, reach out to us at www.creativechildcareconsulting.ca. You can email us with your topic or content suggestions, and we will be all over that with a lot of enthusiasm. So I thank you for your time today. I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. And I'll be speaking to you again next month. Bye-bye.